This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, S. Drotar, on Twitter and in the final regular season games of the NHL. Only a few playoff spots remain to be claimed. They are all out west, but we want to start breaking things down with our hockey insider and betting expert, Nate Lundy. Make sure you give him a follow at Nate Lundy. Uh, Nate, here we are in just the final handful of games for most teams. And uh, as you mentioned last time, there are plenty of teams that are playing out the string. I will say between earlier in this week and now uh, that has gotten even worse, hasn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it certainly has, because you're seeing more teams getting eliminated. Sometimes they're going even further. Um, You've also got some teams, Sean, that, um, you know, maybe they've got somebody that's been playing through an injury and, you know, they're just like, hey, just go ahead, take a week off. Maybe you're done for the regular season. We'll call somebody up. No sweat. You know, go, you know, just just uh, sit in the owner's box. Uh, So we're we're (laughs) going to see we're going to see more and more of that as as most teams, Sean, have five games left to play. Um, Some have six. Some are down to four. But for the most part, everybody's got five games left between now and the end of next week. Yep, that's basically it. So we're all getting pretty close, which is good because it means that with all the games being similarly played and no one's really out of whack from anybody else, it means that we can start comparing those records a little more directly when it comes to games that are maybe closely contested and use those to our advantage. Well, we'll start with uh, going we're going out east where things are pretty clear for the most part. The Florida Panthers are not only on track to have the top seed in the Eastern Conference, but now on track to win the President's Trophy after tying the Colorado Avalanche at 116 points. The Panthers have a game in hand, and they have an easier schedule as well. Plus, out west, where the Avalanche lead the uh, west by a large margin and locked up the top seat a while ago they're one of those teams as you pointed out that are telling some players don't worry about it take that off so florida likely to win the president's trophy at this stage and that makes uh, at least some of these games a little easier to predict especially when you're playing the detroit red wings who are 30 37 and 10 long since out of the playoff chase the panthers at home have lost a grand total of six games out of the 38 they've played there yeah, it's it's really remarkable. And and part of the reason the Panthers are in, um, you know, the driver's seat right now for the president's trophy is because they've won 11 games in a row. I that mean, helps. Florida <laughs> is just absolutely on fire. And, you know, it obviously uh, helped their cause when uh, the Seattle Kraken jumped up and beat the Avalanche last night. So um, a, a bit of a surprise there. But also, as you said, the Avs are one of those teams that has taken some of their uh, star players. Uh, or at least some of their top or second line guys and have said, hey, let's let's get you healthy here. Why don't you take a couple of games off? But in the case of Florida's game against Detroit, Sean, I want to actually take that game. But I also want to talk about Carolina at home against Winnipeg. And the reason I want to do that is because and I'll use DraftKings as the example right now. If we go to the money line on that Florida Panthers game, it is a minus five seventy five for the Panthers at home. Well, here's what's crazy. Sometimes we like to take advantage of the 60-minute line. Well, the 60-minute line is minus 350. So it's just there's makes absolutely no sense to use either of those lines in the case of Florida. And even on the puck line, Florida is a minus 210. So that's why I'm pulling the Carolina Hurricanes into this discussion because they are also heavy favorites on the money line at a minus 270. So I'm actually going to take Florida on the puck line 
line, minus one and a half, and Carolina on the puck line at minus one and a half. Because if I put those two together in a two-leg parlay, it is a plus 175. Now, that's a nice payday. If that puck line for Carolina makes you a little bit nervous, and I could understand if you did, you could I was take, over here yeah, waving my hand. You couldn't yeah, see it exactly. podcast, but I was. You could, you could take Florida on the puck line <laughs> at a minus one and a half, and you could just take Carolina straight on the money line. They're very good at home. You could take them just on the money line, and that's a plus 102. So we're still in positive territory by taking Florida on that puck line and adding in Carolina either on the money line or on the puck line. Like I said, I feel comfortable with the puck line. Winnipeg is in the position, Sean, that if they lose tonight at Carolina, which I believe they will, that will eliminate them in the West. They will be too far behind to be able to catch up with the remaining games that are there. So Winnipeg has a lot of motivation, but Carolina does as well because they are currently tied with the New York Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, I, I'm not as bold, uh, and, and I'm glad you went the other direction with that. I feel fine with the Panthers on the puck line against their, the Red Wings. No problem there. This is the highest-scoring team in the league. They're unbelievable at home. They apparently can't lose anymore. You name it. But the the Hurricanes, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. As you pointed out, they've now given up their lead in the Metropolitan, tied with the Rangers straight up. They both have played 77 games. And as you pointed out, Winnipeg, though, right on the periphery and they have to win to stay alive. But they're one of the few teams that's actually still left in the chase. So they have everything to play for. They're one of the better teams left in the NHL that that still got something to play for. And I think that that may make this game a little bit closer. So I, I prefer it on the money line, especially when I can still get a little bit better than even money on it. So I, I love that one, and I also like the idea, if you're feeling bold about it, let's face it, the Hurricanes are very good, and they are probably due to have one of these games when everything clicks and, and they blow somebody out of the water. I, I'm going to make one little uh, player prop before we get into the, our, our other two games, because you mentioned the Colorado Avalanche, who are now sort of resting some guys and taking it easy. All except one, notably, and that would be Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr had an opportunity uh, to play and has been playing, scored his 27th goal of the season last night in the Avalanche's loss to the Kraken. McCarr seems to be the one player who's not going to be getting any rest because the Avalanche appear to be invested in separating him from Roman Josie when it comes to the Norris Trophy. McCarr is already the favorite over at DraftKings at a minus 165, and granted, that that's a a decent amount of juice to pay, but he's also the only player when you're looking at that awards future that does have themselves with a little bit of juice, the only real favorite in there. I actually think that because the Avalanche are focused specifically, and you could tell that's the case on getting McCarr that Norris trophy, the combination of him already being the favorite and the Avalanche focusing on focusing on making sure McCarr steals the deal. That's one of the few times I'm going to look at these uh, awards and say, you know what? I'm going to go for the favorite in this one because we're down to it. It's only a handful of games left. And one of these teams is is apparently more interested in getting their player that Norris trophy than even the president's trophy. Yeah, really smart play. I like that call, Sean. Yeah, so the, some of those awards, if you're looking at them, you know, you have a pretty good idea now with just a couple games left as it is a obviously uh, regular season award. Any of those awards are, if you're an NBA better, for example, you may find that 
being obvious at the MVP vote were that to be unveiled as Nikola Jokic once again as the Denver Nuggets are just getting steamrolled in the playoffs. And obviously you'll be hearing about how these are regular season awards soon enough. We go to uh, our first game of the night, in which we'll be looking at in a little more detail. That will be the Calgary Flames hosting the Dallas Stars. Now, again, we're talking about uh, out west. A couple of these teams still have things to play for. Calgary with a, a decent-sized lead. They they have already clinched a playoff spot, but they haven't quite clinched the Pacific Division. They are on the cusp of doing so, however, with 104 points. But they get a tough customer tonight. The, the Dallas Stars, of course, hold on to the final wild-card spot out west as it stands right now, just two points behind Nashville for the seventh and two points ahead of Vegas for that final wildcard spot. Both of these teams have something to play for. Dallas probably has a little bit more, but then again, they've lost their last two. Yeah, uh, they have, including uh, the fact that this is going to be the second night of a back-to-back for Dallas. They were uh, just in Edmonton. Uh, they lost to the Oilers last night 5-2. to two. Um, and, and I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't very surprised uh, by that one. I actually had, had predicted, a, a, a made a pick, I should say on, on Edmonton and regulation in that one, just because I felt like Edmonton was just in a better spot, um, to be able to win. Dallas has not quite been the same team away from home. Um, but you know, here Dallas is now doing the Canadian two-step and they go over to Calgary on the second night. Uh, of a back-to-back, and yes, Dallas has a lot to to play for, including the fact that Vegas managed to pick up an overtime win last night, which puts them, you know, again right behind Dallas in those wild card standings that we've been talking about the battle uh, that's been taking place there. And Vegas has a chance to try to catch them. Uh, it, Dallas has a game in hand, uh, which they no longer will after tonight. Um, but Dallas right now has a game in hand, and I think that's going to benefit them. But I just can't go against Calgary at home. Now, I want to make one caveat, and that is, as of when you and I are recording this, Sean, we sort of expect these two teams to come out and play, right? But if, because of standings, things like that, if we start to get word that Calgary is doing things like the Colorado Avalanche are and giving a player a night off, perhaps... Uh, you know, giving, uh, you know, a top goaltender or going with a with a backup or shuffling some lines, doing the sorts of things that teams that are in a strong position, which Calgary is in the Pacific, um, then that would change my my bet here. But I'm going to go with Calgary in regulation against Dallas. Um, I don't believe that this game is going to see itself to a second frame. And I do believe that Calgary will have the upper hand, especially because Dallas is on the second night of a back to back. And in doing that, I'm bringing the juice down to a minus one thirty from Calgary being very well favored in this one. I'll tell you as kind of maybe a little bonus pick. I do like the over in this game as well, um, which sits it started at five and a half. It's actually gone up since last night. It's up to six now. Um, But I do think there will be scoring in this game. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be that Calgary is going to tally probably at least four goals, which means I just need two from Dallas on a push. Maybe it's a little bit closer than that. But I like the Flames in regulation here, Sean. Um, And in part, because if you look at the recent matchups between these two teams, um, you're talking about the fact that Dallas has actually won seven of the last eight times these teams have played in Calgary. But if you look, you got to go back several years um, in part because of the, the COVID season to see that trend. Well, these two teams are very different at this point. Um, and Calgary, I think, is much improved from looking back at, say, 2019 and 2020 in these kinds of matchups. So I like Calgary in regulation. 
brings the juice down to a minus 130. And like I said, as maybe a little bit of a bonus pick, I do like the over in this game. I like the over as well. And over DraftKings at the moment that we're recording it, while the over-under has gone to six, if you do one of their, their money line total combos, you can still get the over at five and a half, which I love. So I, I will go ahead and, and look at the Flames on the money line and the over five and a half. That gets you to plus 145. That one I'll take as well. If you're looking for player props in this game, or if you're looking for DFS, we'll put it this way. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of advantages going to the Flames. If you want any time goal scores, yes, obviously those are in the, the positives at any point in time, but it is a little hard to find value because if you really haven't been paying attention to the Flames, it's great to have a 40 goal scorer, right? Okay, that's that's a, obviously a weapon for your team. You know what's better than that? Having 435 goal scorers, which the uh, Calgary Flames could have after tonight. Andrew Mangiapane had two goals in his last game. That leaves Matt Kachuk with 39, Elias Lindholm with 39, Johnny Hockey with 38, and Mangiapane with 34. Four guys with 30-plus goals, and three of those guys could reach 40 realistically tonight. I am fine with picking literally any of those four to score, because I'm with you. I had Calgary pegged at probably four goals tonight. I do think the over makes a lot of sense, but I'm comfortable with picking any of those, uh, maybe even a couple of those, if you want to get just a points over under, because, of course, a few of these guys are on the same lines. With the caveat, as you pointed out, Nate, make sure that you pay attention right before you place any sort of wager that the Flames aren't doing something like that. Although, I would say as we record this, Given the fact the Flames would like to go ahead and put the Pacific Division away as soon as possible and then maybe could get to resting a couple guys here and there, I suspect they'll go to to shut the the stars out tonight as best as they possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, there's that fine line. We talk about it every year in the NFL and in every sport. This is true. There's that fine line between resting guys to get them healthy, but also maintaining your momentum. Um, and making sure that you go into the postseason with that momentum. So, um, you know, I think we could see that from time to time. There could be some teams that stagger it, but you made a good point. It's really important. Pay attention, folks, to make sure there isn't somebody that's a healthy scratch or is a scratch under the, uh, oh, uh, lower body injury. Well, okay, he tweaked his ankle a couple of weeks ago. We're going to give him a night off, that kind of thing. Yeah, illness, non-COVID, things like that. Yeah, Uh, you know, oh, yeah, he just rests a little bit today or, uh, whatever They're, but yes you'll you may see that around the league now in these last couple games especially among teams that have clinched and easily clinched playoff spots well in this case tonight we have uh, another game that we'll be looking at out west where that is an interesting game but not maybe in the way uh, you'd expect because we do have in our final matchup a couple of teams that uh, are going in different directions. The Chicago Blackhawks, of course, long since eliminated, will be in L.A. with the Kings. The Kings situation is interesting. If you were to just glance at the standings, you don't see them uh, in the wild card and thinking, well, the Bear must be in pretty good shape. Well, and I suppose they are. They are third in the Pacific with 92 points, Nate. But as we talked about before, out west, Nashville has 93, Dallas has 91. Now, it's not really an issue because those are both teams in the Central. But their closest pursuer, the Vegas Golden Knights, who ended up winning last night, had to come back to do it. Both the Knights and the Kings have played 78 games. The Knights are only three points behind the Kings. So the Kings will be feeling a little bit of pressure with the Knights breathing down their necks. The Kings is one of those teams that you look at 41, 27, and 10 and think they're one of the league's best. They're actually also 
the only team in playoff contention in the top three in their in their uh, division that actually has a negative goal differential on the year. Fortunately, they're better than Chicago. Yeah, uh, they really are. And so even though Chicago picked up the win last night in overtime against Arizona, um, again, you know what we were just talking about with Dallas. Now you're talking about a Chicago team that's on the second night of a back to back and frankly, isn't a very good team. Um, So, you know, you put all of that together. The Kings have a lot to play for. They're at home. Uh, They they are rested as opposed to the the short trip from Phoenix over to L.A. uh, on a back to back that the Blackhawks are. So um, in this particular case, uh, two options for you here. The first one is I like the over. Um, which right now at DraftKings sits at six. I liked it better at five and a half, I'll yeah. be honest with you. But um, at over six, it's still at a minus 125, so it hasn't been juiced up too much. But there's another way that you could play this one, and it goes along the line, Sean, of something that you were just talking about with the Calgary game. And that is, if you do it as a same-game parlay at DraftKings and you take the Kings on the money line, and then you take that total down to five and a half and you take over five and a half and the Kings on the money line, that's a really simple SGP that comes out at a plus 120. There you go. That one, that's an interesting one. And I, I like to look at this game and, and take a peek at the idea of, that I had of forward just a little bit ago, right? That there are occasional offers of running into a, a combination of sort of your money line and total goals. And in our in our last game in Calgary, that allowed you to basically uh, go ahead and knock half a goal off and give yourself better odds. Well, watch that carefully. But because the same place over at DraftKings, when you look at that combination here, the over-under tonight with the Blackhawks and Kings is six. If you do the combo, it jumps up to six and a half. So you have to make sure you you look at all these things and find out where the little hidden values are in all these apps and all these sports books and also find out where the values maybe are not. And they're looking, of course, to take advantage of the better as well. So that's one of those in this case here. I'm going to go ahead and take the Kings. I'm going to take them on the 60 minute line. I think Chicago is just abysmal. They're bad on the road. The Kings need to win there. That's a team that isn't going to be resting anybody. So I like the Kings in regulation. I think that's fine. I'm not quite confident enough to take them on the puck line, though. I kind of feel like I should be, but I'll take them on the 60 minute line and I guess to bump that up a little bit more, I do like a parlay of taking the the Kings on that 60-minute line and going ahead and taking the over in the Calgary game, as we suggested, too. That takes us at DraftKings to a plus 229. I can certainly live with that. Yeah, so can I. And good call, Sean. And it's good, you know, folks, when you find the, um, you know, the totals that you like or maybe an alt total, an alt line um, that you want to be able to play, Um, You know, sometimes, especially in some of these games that are expected to be kind of blowouts, you still don't quite get to the line that you want. Don't you you don't have to always same game to Sean's point. You can say, hey, I like this in the Calgary game or this in the Carolina game or this in the Flyers game or whatever it is. You can go find the one that you like and pair it together with something else. Um, And, you know, don't be afraid to cross sport yourself uh, as well. Um, You know, plus that's just fun. Yeah. Then then you're having you're having a great time. You know, so don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm going to you know, I'm going to take the Mariners on the money line against the Rangers tonight, for example, Um, which, by the way, not a bad bet. Um, So uh, not with the way the Rangers are playing. So, you know, you could say, hey, I want to take that and I want to put it together with, uh, you know, the Kings in regulation, let's say, Um, you know, and and I when I bet, Sean, and some people are this way, some people are not. um, When I do those cross sport ones, I look for games that are starting around the same time. That way, my action is all taking place at the same time. So, you know, if you take that that Blackhawks and Kings game, for example, that we were just talking about, that's a 1030 Eastern time start, 730 Pacific. Well, you know, same kind of thing that we're dealing with with Seattle and Texas. They are actually a 630 
uh, Pacific time first pitch. So here you've got a little bit of late night action. Maybe you've won or perhaps lost earlier in the evening. So go find yourself something on the late night that you can put together and have some fun. All right, well, that's where we stand with the NHL uh, going into this final weekend of uh, a regular season play for a couple teams already. We're getting that close, so it, it will be fun, and then soon enough, the playoffs will be on the way, which means you need to go give Nate a follow on Twitter. That is Nate Lundy. Keep up with everything he's doing in the betting space, not only with hockey, but every, uh, everywhere else, including, of course, one of the podcasts right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network, Fade the Noise, with our own Brad Evans, thanks so much for all the insight, Nate. This is good stuff, especially now as we get into the uh, the end of the season. It becomes a little difficult at times to find some value thinking of that Florida line and just laughing at the minus number. Yeah. almost oh, exactly. comical. Obviously, hey, uh, you might you don't need our help to know to avoid that one. I hope. And and Sean, to your point, um, there are eleven games on the schedule tonight, and it's not to say that I don't like some bets in those other games, but we chose the ones we felt the strongest about. That's what we needed to yes. do. So, you know, pick out of a heavy schedule like that. Just find the stuff that you're feeling good about and grab those. Don't feel like you got to bet on half the games or anything like that. Just what you feel good about. Exactly. Well, this has been uh, fun, and we'll do it again next week, of course, with the just final games coming up. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks. If you have an opportunity to subscribe, go ahead and do so. We'd appreciate it. If you already have, thank you very much. We'll catch you next week right here. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Drotar. This is Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.